Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Undressing the Issue. I'm Julia Alperovich, a Los Angeles-based therapist that talks about all issues pertaining to love, relationships, intimacy, and sex, including the downsides. So Valentine's Day is around the corner, so I feel it is sort of a requirement for me to talk about this because Valentine's Day seems to be the annual culmination of people's anxiety around relationships and sex and intimacy. So let's talk about it. So first off, I'm just going to share how I feel about Valentine's Day. So I fucking hate this holiday. (laughs) Sorry. I hate it. I think it's stupid, but I'll tell you why. So Valentine's Day to me seems like a holiday that makes romance and romantic gestures sort of obligatory and then it starts to seem contrived. And, you know, if you need to have an assigned day to treat another person like they are loved, to give them attention, to buy them gifts, to pamper them, whatever else, then to me that points to a deeper issue. (laughs) Because this should not be something that comes out of obligation or pressure. That pressure is another thing that really bothers me. So I don't know if you guys out there had this experience, but I did, and I will describe it to you. So circa middle school, um, at my middle school, you could buy Valentines for like a dollar, and during homeroom, they would deliver them to the person you wanted to send them to, okay? Okay. So we're already starting the day off with looking around and seeing who's getting a Valentine and who's not. And whoever is not clearly is not well liked because they're not getting anything. So most likely nobody likes them, right? Like already the judgment, the pressure. And then there were these pacts with like groups of friends where we each send one to each other or for those with just desperate, (laughs) desperate needs to not be seen as unlovable, they would send one to themselves anonymously. So this created a lot of pressure. It's this pressure to be liked and for others to see that you are liked. And with this comes this risk of rejection. What if you don't get a Valentine? What if your circle of friends didn't agree to this and What if you didn't have a dollar out of your allowance to purchase one for yourself if desperate times called for desperate measures? What happens then? You know, are you going to be ostracized? Are you going to be the odd man out? You know, what happens? How is that going to feel for you? And what kind of pressure does that put on you on that day knowing that you may or may not get a Valentine? So... To me, I just feel like this holiday creates all sorts of anxiety. It creates all sorts of expectations that can be 
reasonable or not, but where there's expectation, there's the potential for disappointment. So automatically, I just, I don't like the whole concept of Valentine's Day. I really don't. I don't like the idea that, you know, somebody is only treated like they're loved on this specific day or on their birthday or on an anniversary and every other day of the year, you know, it's just whatever. That sucks. That sucks. So that's my two cents on V-Day or for some people VD day but that's a whole other episode. So um, that's where I stand on it. But I wanted to jump into a little more about the facts of Valentine's Day. So I did a little Googling to figure out where this holiday came from. How did this come about? What are its origins? And I was looking on the Encyclopedia Britannica website since, you know, it's no longer the 80s where we all have a giant collection of um, hardcover Encyclopedia Britannicas. But if you're around my age, then you probably grew up with those because that was in the Stone Ages before Google. So Britannica talks about um, Valentine's Day having origins in this Roman festival called Lupercalia, which was always held in mid-February. And basically it was a celebration of the coming of spring, fertility, and it was also a time when women were paired off with men by lottery. I will say that again. Women were paired off with men by lottery. Okay. So this was around the fourth century because, well, probably fifth too, because come the fifth century, the Pope at that time, Pope Galasius I, replaced Lupercalia with St. Valentine's Day. So it came to be celebrated as a day of romance from around the 14th century. But before that, it was coming of spring, fertility, things are in bloom, and also women get paired off with men by lottery. That's mind-boggling to me. It speaks to women being property and... It also speaks to their lack of choice. They have to be chosen, which really brings me back to middle school. Getting a Valentine meant somebody chose you. It's just so primitive. Oh, it's so gross. Um, anywho, <laughs> it speaks to the patriarchal origins of this. I can respect you know, the coming of spring and fertility and creation and all of that sort of stuff. But that other component of it just doesn't sit well with the feminist in me. Um, but that was how things were done in those times. So for me, in modern day, on Valentine's Day, to uphold that in any way it to repeat that type of like choosing it it just i don't know it feels icky it really does but there's that piece of it um so my understanding is that over time there's 
there's some debate about how it came to be called Valentine's Day or St. Valentine's Day. Um, apparently, it's not clear who was who St. Valentine was. Um, there's one legend that I thought was interesting that uh, St. Valentine went against his emperor's orders at that time and secretly married couples to spare the husbands from war. So, <clears throat> well... Um, I didn't know that a husband could be spared from war just because he has a wife. Maybe that was a practice back then in, um, the Roman empire, but it just, it just feels to me like this repetition of this sense that this isn't about making someone feel special. It's about ulterior motives like getting paired off with someone who's chosen to basically raise your kids have sex with you cook for you maintain your household um or to spare you from having to go fight in a war where you are likely to get killed so it's not really for the woman it's for the man which makes me wonder is it for the man today? Is there this expectation that if I buy her chocolates and a teddy bear and I take her out to dinner and I wine and dine her, does that mean that I get to get lucky tonight? Is it like a guarantee of sex tonight? Is all of this just a ploy to get laid? Or is it coming from genuine affection. Well, I'm a believer that if you do this on a regular basis when you don't have to, that is genuine affection versus if you're doing it because on our calendar and in Hallmark stores, it says that you have to do this on this day. Is it actually coming from a genuine sense of love and affection or is it out of obligation with the hope that there's some return on your investment, um, namely sex. So it just uh, feels manipulative. I will take you to a nice dinner. I will buy you gifts, but then you have to give me sexual pleasure. Then it's, it's my show. So uh, that piece kind of bugs me. But as far as the gifts, this is another thing that I think is worth discussing. So not just with Valentine's Day, but with any holiday, anniversary, birthday, anything like that, comes this this practice of gift giving. We're expected to give a gift, even if it's something small, like a token, or it's something that's high in value, piece of jewelry, or we're expected to treat someone to a nice experience or evening or a meal, there's still this expectation of giving and receiving. So when there is this expectation, as I said before, there's also the risk of disappointment. We go into these types of events with an idea in our minds of how we want it to go, how it should look in order for it to feel special. 
And when it doesn't meet that expectation, then we will find reasons why it's either somebody's fault or why we should be upset or whatever else. So, um, you know, it's Valentine's Day and all you got me was a box of chocolates from CVS that you got on your way home from work as a last ditch effort to not make me feel like you completely ignored this holiday. So now I'm hurt. You didn't think of me. I don't feel special. This sucks. Or what I see from my clients sometimes as well is, well, you know, you went above and beyond for Valentine's Day and you got me all these lavish gifts and you treated me and you took me out and you did all of this. You know, is it just because it's the holiday? How come you don't do this on a regular basis? Did you do something wrong that you're going so above and beyond? There's that too. You got to remember, I deal with a lot of infidelity and trust issues and betrayal. So yes, there's suspicion when you've done a lot of, you know, are you groveling? Is this, is this, you know, a a guilt gesture? (laughs) Is this a pity outing or treat? So gifts can be quite difficult. So I actually encourage um, my couples, the people who are in relationships, to define these expectations ahead of time. What are you expecting? What is the spending limit? Um, What, you know, what is the agreement in terms of, you know, to what degree are you willing to be surprised versus... To what degree do you want to have everything planned and have something to look forward to and know what's coming your way? So, you know, I think I think it's important that people discuss this because when you're going in with these expectations or this fantasy of what you want this to look like in order for you to feel special and you're just kind of hoping that your partner on this day is going to do it that way. Um, well, they don't know that. They're not psychic. That's an unreasonable expectation. We can't expect them to read our minds. So it requires you to use your words and communicate and let your partner know, hey, you know, I'm really hoping that this year, you know, maybe you plan a nice surprise for us, something to do together Or, you know, I don't really want to do anything or go out. It's going to be crowded in all the restaurants. But, you know, even just something thoughtful, a way to spend time together. um, That's really what I'm hoping for. Or I want to go to Delmonico's and I want you to get me a giant box of Godiva chocolates. Thank you very much. (laughs) They're all okay. So it's just a matter of communication to avoid this disappointment, the heartache, the, you know, suspicion even, or even the pressure of, you know, we've maybe only been dating for a couple months and you bought me this expensive jewelry and took me to this nice steakhouse. Are you expecting like a week of blowjobs straight? Like what's, what's the expectation? It seems like a lot. So where are you coming from with this? The other issue is the consumerism piece of it, the oh, the Hallmark holiday, you know, we've got a few of those nowadays. And this to me seems like the epitome of it is this pressure to buy. And 
buying is, yes, you're spending money, it's effort, it's money that you've earned and had to work for, but does it replace the expression of sentiment? You know, if you just buy someone a card that has a poem on it or whatever, and then you just sign your name on it, is that, are those your feelings? Are you letting this person know? Are you using this specific day, holiday to really express something important to your partner? Or are you just kind of checking boxes and doing your due diligence so that they're not pissed off with you? So that consumerism piece, that pressure, in my opinion, really takes out the personal touch of things, the sentimentality. And to me, that's why I really do feel like we shouldn't just be doing those things or feeling inclined to do those things, you know, a couple days a year when we're told we're supposed to, in order for somebody to really feel loved and attended to and cared for and, um, pampered and spoiled and treated well, it takes repeated effort, gestures, and doing this when you don't have to. That's when it's important. So to me, the consumerism piece, it's kind of like a cookie cutter formula on how to be in a relationship. And that sucks because relationships are different. People are individuals. Everyone has different needs. Everyone has different love languages. How about that? You know, if you're going down the road of consumerism and buying gifts and treating people to fancy meals, what if the person you're treating doesn't have gifts as their love language? What if that doesn't make them feel loved? What if for them it's words of affirmation and they really just want you to write them a heartfelt note about how you feel about them, the impact they've made on you in your life, you know, what having them in your life means to you. And instead you buy them hundreds of dollars worth of shit and they walk away going, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. (laughs) But it doesn't land the way you intend it to. So I think that's something to consider as well is Well, on a regular basis, you should have these conversations if you're in a relationship. What is your love language? I'm pretty sure that the quiz for that is online or you could buy the book. But, you know, what is it exactly that makes you feel loved? Is it gifts? For some people it is. Is it physical affection? Is it spending quality time? Is it words of affirmation? Acts of service? I mean, for me personally, if you guys want to know, I do like gifts, but that's not my only love language. Um, But I am not really big on words of affirmation. Maybe it's because of my experience of being betrayed and lied to in relationships in my past that to me, words are kind of meaningless. It's in actions to me. So I get more of a sense of feeling loved from acts of service, right? If somebody was to uh, make sure that my car had gas in it for me or um, see that I've been really stressed and working a lot and haven't really had time to do stuff, so they 
do a load of laundry for me or they take care of stuff at home for me or they, thank you, Ted, he does this every day, but makes, prepares my cup of coffee for me in the morning every day. That, it's such a small thing. It's something that I would do for myself anyway, but it's just this gesture of care. I care about you and I want to do something for you so that you can feel like I thought of you. That goes a long way for me. Physical affection, yeah, I like it and it's important to me, of course, but it's not the primary way that I feel loved. I feel more inclined to engage in physical affection or even in intercourse when I feel like I've been seen, tended to, cared for, um, like somebody's taken an interest, has expressed, you know, thought for me, that's where I feel more connected and then feel more inclined or have a greater desire to engage with that person in a physically intimate way. So it's different for everybody. But on Valentine's Day, it's almost like there's this there's this sort of accepted standard that consumerism, gift giving, spending money, that that is everybody's love language. That's the way to go. And I'm sorry, but that is a bunch of baloney. Everybody's different. And the only way to really know is to talk, discuss it, ask these questions and figure out what is your partner's love language. How about one better? What's your own love language? What happens if you are single on Valentine's Day? You're on your own. How do you get through this holiday without falling victim to this pressure of needing to be paired or having someone express their affection and love for you, how can you celebrate it in a way where you don't end up feeling bad if you are single? Because they're, I mean, I don't know about you, but on TV, there's all these commercials for you know, express your love with jewelry and diamonds or, you know, take a cruise for Valentine's Day, get away, you know, whatever it is, there's, there's all of this, these images that, you know, basically we, we get saturated with it. We're exposed to it everywhere of couples of being coupled this time of year. Well, being coupled doesn't necessarily mean you are happy first of all. (laughs) And also being coupled doesn't necessarily mean that you are going, that you are now effectively celebrating this holiday. Just because you have a partner doesn't mean that you guys do these sorts of things. Regardless, if you're not coupled and you're alone, I think that Celebrating Valentine's Day or not celebrating, I I hear a lot of people say, well, I'm just going to pretend it's not happening because I'm single and it's just depressing. Um, So I'm going to ignore what this day is and I'm going to watch Netflix and order a pizza. Um, Sure. Cool. 
But I also think that it's an opportunity for you to practice some self-love. In order for you to feel loved, it doesn't necessarily have to come from another person. It can come from you. And that is a-okay. But again, there's this long-standing tradition and expectation that it has to come from someone else. If someone else doesn't express it to you, then you're not actually lovable. But what if you were to romance yourself on Valentine's Day? Take a bubble bath. Uh, Treat yourself to your favorite meal. Engage in your own sensuality. Okay, Julia, what the fuck does that mean? Well, I'll tell you. The word sensuality has the word sense in it. So engage your senses. Do things for yourself that make you feel aroused, feel confident, desired, desirable. It doesn't have to come from another person. So engage all five of your senses. Put on an extra dab of your favorite perfume so that you can smell your favorite scent all day or have some type of indulgent treat to engage your taste buds on this day. My drug of choice is chocolate. So you better believe I'm going to want chocolate in my face on Valentine's Day. (laughs) And that is my treat for me. Treat yourself. But Even something like, you know, putting on a certain pair of panties that are lacy, that make you feel confident or sexy on this day. It's not for anybody else. It's for you. It can be your own little secret, but it's just something for yourself to give you that little boost, that sense of, you know, feeling good, feeling confident, and even the excitement of having that little secret. Um... You know, these are all things that you can do for yourself, whether you're in a relationship or not. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's something that you should be doing on a regular basis anyway, not just on Valentine's Day. Let's step away from the pressure of this just consumerist holiday and even from its patriarchal origins and I believe we should be doing these things for ourselves and for our partners every day, all the damn time, those little gestures. So I hope you're not feeling the pressure of this holiday. If you are, maybe you should take a step back and consider why and what can I do to reduce some of that? How do I manage it so that it doesn't become overwhelming or I don't end up getting nervous that I did too much or I didn't do enough or that no one's going to do for me and then I'm going to feel rejected or abandoned? You know, what about just having conversations, not just around this holiday, but on a regular basis and doing thoughtful things for yourself and for your partners if you are partnered on a regular basis? So... Please take care of yourselves. Be kind to yourselves on Valentine's Day. Don't cave to the pressure that you of all the crap you see on social media and on TV and everywhere else about, you know, this 
uber romantic experience that you're supposed to have on this specific day at this specific time of this day because it's bullshit and its origins are kind of bullshit too. It's another day that ends in Y and all of the things that you want to feel on this day are things that you have to be working and cultivating for yourself and in your relationship on a regular basis anyway. So I guess what I'm saying is fuck Valentine's Day. I mean, I personally don't really want to be out at a restaurant on Valentine's Day because they're all going to be crowded and the food is going to be mediocre and that's not what makes me feel loved. I don't care that it's Valentine's Day. I expect to be made to feel loved on a regular basis, even outside of Valentine's Day. Maybe that's a tall order, but I'm not sorry. So I hope that you have gained something from this episode. I hope that this Valentine's Day is uh, painless, maybe even enjoyable for you, and that you can get that enjoyment out of your relationship and out of your relationship with yourself on a regular basis, not just on this day. Thank you for tuning in. Feel free to give me feedback on all of the social media platforms that I'm on. All of my handles are Julia LMFT everywhere. And uh, I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.